So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 This is Thoughts and Moments. Hey, hey, it's your boy Silly Thoughts, the Prince of Petty. And I'm Joy, also known as Joyride. I provide the moments to make your life better. We're here weekly to provide the latest news, trending topics, and edutainment. We will engage, entertain, and inform, but we keep it real and we keep it fun. So whether you're riding in these streets or podcast surfing with your peeps, this is a show you don't want to miss. Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Real 1100 a.m. And guess what? It's 5 p.m. So let's go. Go, go, go. Hey, hey, it is your boy, Silly Thoughts, and you are listening to Thoughts and Moments Radio right here on The Real 1100 AM. Uh, we are waiting for my co-host to arrive. She got caught in this Atlanta traffic, so she will be here momentarily. Which you'll, so, you know, right now it's just me, so you got to be okay with that. You know, I'm, hopefully you're okay with that, and hopefully this week we've got our streaming <laughs> situation under control. We kind of figured out what the technical difficulty was, so this week we should be in full 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 streaming glory uh this week so um as we do what we only when there's one of us we like to filibuster so i'm going to talk about one thing that i have just been and greg you can pop in on this if, if you want all right so there has been a popular book and a show that i just found on hulu i'm gonna give them a shout out the handmaid's tale have you seen this I haven't seen it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you have not seen The Handmaid's Tale, just do yourself a favor and watch that. I, I heard what it's about. <laughs> and it, the premise is just insane. It is. It is incredible. I don't want to give too much away because if you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard about it, y'all let me know in the chat room <laughs> if you've seen The Handmaid's Tale. But basically, it's like a post-apocalyptic United States or just kind of, let's say, Western Hemisphere, because some of it's Canada, kind of North America, where there's kind of been this war. And it's, it's kind of emblematic of what's going on now in the, uh, in the country where there's so much division that, um, that it is, you know, people just kind of got fed up and just started making their own dividing the country up doing their own thing and they really and the one country that they're focusing on is called Gilead and they have handmaids and so that's all I'm going to go because I want to give it away but it is a fascinating watch um I'd heard so much about it I had some co-workers that had read the book and watched it so I'm just catching it catching it here on Hulu so do yourself a favor. Don't watch it with your kids because it's TVMA. Um, do yourself a favor and watch The Handmaid's Tale. It is it is adult, but it, it has got so much themes. You can see really, you know, there's a lot of themes that you can't, you, that, that are, are in that particular show. So um, I think I feel busted enough and my co-host has arrived. Thank you, Atlanta Traffic, for making her late. <laughs> <laughs> But it is what it is, and Joy Ride is in the building. Hello, my friend. Uh, it's good to be here. I um, apologize for my lateness, and he's right. It's exactly what it was. Somebody had a wreck on 85 South before the 7585 split. People coming down 400 is backed up for that. All I wanted to do was get on the radio. I even left early, <laughs> and I'm glad I did, because if not, I probably would have missed the whole thing. Wow. 
But um, I heard you talking about uh, uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Yes, we are headed that way. Like I've been saying it for a, a couple of years. Like if you see if you see that show, you see how it's possible. Yes. You see how even in the face of lots and lots of allyship, things can still not crack your way. And uh, and you know then what then what you gonna do? I personally, I have a bug out bag. I'm gonna be y'all need me. I'm gonna be down in Jamaica or Barbados. <laughs> As soon as I can. So, you know, it just all goes to show, well, you know, what you need to do. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And I'm so excited about today because we have a special guest coming in on our show. Oh, well, apparently, like, she did, like she's doing us a favor because when I posted the graphic around several places, I had people, I mean, the, the shares, the, I had one of my friends hit, um, responded on LinkedIn and she was like, oh, I read that book. It was hilarious. I was cracking up the whole time. So excited. And then she shared it and I was like, wow. So we're, we're really excited to have her and, and talk about her book, uh, The Pookie uh, Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. And now that my co-host is here, we can get to our trending topics. On the bad desire, the truck of Maserati, the girl that came from Philly, I got them on the mile, she rode it like Bugatti, they got my scar cut, and that's a trend and tap it, yeah that's a trend and tap it. Yep, yep, well, as we have done since the beginning of this show, uh, we always start with our pandemic update, uh, currently the, the U.S. has cracked 4 million uh, cases, and over 140. 5,000, I believe, uh, deaths yes. uh, nationwide. Uh, here in Georgia, we are at uh, 300 and something thousand. I think I just <laughs> looked at it and uh, over 3,200 uh, deaths uh, here in the state of Georgia. So we are, um, and we could kind of talk about that in, in this because most people, it's mainly nationwide news, but it's uh, really, really big here in Georgia that the governor, uh, Brian Kemp, decided to sue the mayor of Atlanta, uh, the capital and, and largest mm -hmm. city in the state of Georgia, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, mm -hmm. sued her because of her mask mandate. Yeah, you mean like the mask I have on right now? <laughs> like that mask that you have on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a mask mandate. Uh, she reinstituted uh, re a mask mandate as mm -hmm. the cases started going back up. And he basically sued her and said, um, you can't override his story and his, and right. his authority. And he basically tried to file an injunction for her to be, so she can't even make any statements or release any pl uh, press releases uh, about this. And so, and then he comes back and mm -hmm. says, Hey, why don't you wear a mask <laughs> for like four weeks so we can get a handle on this here, you know, virus. You know, I think that might help. I think it might be a good thing. I think we did a little Kevin Hart on that one. It's just, just a, just because you know my new idea is is wearing masks. <laughs> we cut him off. Guard. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold. Wait. First of all, you're not gonna speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. <laughs> you know. I also think that that's that's what he thought um, when he had uh, the current president flip flop on him and say, you know what? Yes. If you're patriotic, you'll wear a mask. You know, and I think it looks good and it, it's for your own safety. So he's probably like, wait a wait a minute. Wait like, a minute. Like and so I've been riding with you this whole time and now you gonna flip on me? And and now you've got the president saying, Oh, we should be wearing masks. It's gonna get worse before you know, now he's changing his tune and he's trying to say like act it act like now, mm -hmm. much like the the show. Mm -hmm. He's trying to act like he came up with this idea and he is pushing it out there. So he's trying to really 
try to get in front of whatever the momentum is going right. and trying to claim responsibility for that momentum. And that mm-hmm. is really, really, it's sad. It's really a, a sad place to be. He should have been on the side of, of doing what's right, not doing what's popular, because if you do what's right, it's mm-hmm. going to end up being popular. And you that's know, the way I feel. I think he is the personification of cut off your nose to spite your face. <laughs> you know, like he, there's things that he's done uh, to be petty, to be spiteful, to erase, you know, uh, the previous president's legacy, and it has hurt the American people. And ultimately, now it is hurting his own reelection campaign. But uh, you know, hey, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll make it do what it mm-hmm. do, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we had an interesting story that you tagged me on uh, social media this week. <laughs> so apparently, in your uh, your hometown, H Town, stand <laughs> up or or drop it down, you know, whatever. A um, a gentleman's establishment known as Vixens, mm-hmm. um, or Vivid is it Vivid? Vivid, Vivid sorry. Vivid nightclub. Vivid mm-hmm. nightclub has found a way, and I, I appreciate it. After and I actually read the article. Mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for reading the article. <laughs> and so the premise is fine. So basically, it they are you drive through and you order some food, mm-hmm. and while you're waiting on your food to be uh, prepared and brought out to you, you can also enjoy. Hey, uh, not a lap dance because yeah. it's six feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's social distancing. Yeah, like a, a drive-by uh, shake dance yes. is what you get. <laughs> and, you know, I love it. You know what it reminds me of? Remember those old school car washes where you drove through real slow? Yeah. And they would hit you on both sides. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is what that is. <laughs> it is. And so, you know. With a burger. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise is great. So they, they said they've got, uh, you know, authentic Italian food and you can get your burgers and all, all the kind of food you want to get. Um, and then you could get no more than two dances because you got to be able to move through and let other people come through and get their food. But I, I, I think the owner is he's basically trying to help his dancers, mm-hmm. because if he doesn't do this, then they don't have a paycheck. Right. And this is what some of them have been doing. This is how they've been paying their bills. And so he come up. He came up with an innovative way in order to keep mm-hmm. them working as an essential business mm-hmm. because he is providing, providing food. And so that's the premise of it. It's not just drive up, get you a, 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 a beer and, yeah. a lap and, a, and a shake dance. It is you really have, you have to order the food first. Yeah. And so you got to get some fries with that shit. Yeah, you got <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> we did a rib shot with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can get some fries with your shake. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think, you know, and it's hard, you know, desperate times mm-hmm. call for desperate measures. And that's really what it is. I'm going to get I'm going to get uh, um, philosophical on you. I'm going to get all smart on you for a second. I don't have a problem with it for several reasons. One, I have no issue. I have no problem. And I have empathy for sex workers. So, you know, uh, exotic dancers, strippers, whatever you want to call them. Some people say it in a pejorative way, but hey, they are. Uh, in the words of a player's ball, player's club, they use what they got to get what they want. I got no problem with it. You know, they have their rules, they have their codes, etc. And if you try to compare this to, you know, how come this is okay to do, nobody has a problem with this, but they don't want the kids to go back to school. You know, I mean, the kids run up on their teacher and give her a hug after they have licked their neighbor. You know, so there's a, there's a social distance that adults can hold on to. I mean, the people at frequent clubs already know the rules, you know, right. no touchy. So, um, this isn't that much different, and there's there's a controlled environment. They're behind a barrier. 
they're relatively safe except from you know the cold or whatever the heat but um i think uh, i do think it's innovative and yes even uh sex workers need to feed their families they need to provide for rent and heat and everything else so hey more power to you necessity is the mother of invention exactly and so you know with that being said do you think it's something that would could possibly catch on around the nation um, because yes, I mean, here in atlanta uh, we are known for our so. <laughs> for our establishments and so you know and and for what i understand some of the establishments have pretty good foods and so they could kind of re-employ not only their chefs and the, the food service workers but also some of their their dancers uh, as a result and keep the economy going and keep that flow because mm-hmm. there, there is kind of a a reciprocal economy that happens if well, people that are working they you know? I will say that I've I've already heard um, rumors that the you know some of the clubs in Florida are going to try to adopt the same thing. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why not? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Blossom Trail. I see. You. <laughs> uh, hey, do what you do. I just haven't never seen a, a stripper in a, in a in a hazmat suit, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm sorry, a dancer. I don't want to be disrespectful of that, so I'm gonna call him a dancer. And and mm-hmm. uh, my cousin and I had this conversation about about sex workers mm-hmm. and and, and the, all the industry from from pornography all the way to to dancing. Mm-hmm. And I think you know there is there it's a billion dollar industry. Right. So somebody's putting their money into it. So there's all these you know puritanical people that can mm-hmm. can kind of downgrade that that industry. But you know there's a lot there's a lot of money that's going into it. So you got to mm-hmm. figure out. Who's spending the money, and right. what would those the, uh, people be doing if they weren't spending that money there? And if you've ever seen the athleticism of a true pole dancer, <laughs> I can't do it. I don't think I ever could. So you know, that's a, there. There's some conditioning, just like any other dancer. You yes, know? yes. The audience is just different. And you don't Friday. know, you know, don't know what what their mm-hmm. circumstances are that got yeah. them into that situation. And yeah. so let, let's not let's not yeah. judge folks for for where they are. Um, and just be happy that they're taxpaying and, and fully uh, functioning citizens. Right, right. You know, so. No power to them. Look, if I was built that way, it might have been an option. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, what time is our is our guest going to? She should be calling in in a couple of minutes. Okay, great, yeah. great, great. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, hopefully when, she, when we come back, we'll have our guests. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about one more trending topic, and then we'll, we'll get to our guests. And we'll talk about the Pookie Chronicles and some that these uh, college students are out there. Wilding. <laughs> just wilding. Acting a fool. <laughs> so we're going to have a little fun today, you know, kind of lighten the mood. And here's some, some, some great stories about a wonderful book that you should all should be, if you haven't read it by now, you should be reading it. So we're going to come back. Uh, talk to our guests mm-hmm. and have Dr. a little Nikita fun today. Patterson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all see y'all in a minute. You're listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on a real 1100 AM. Mm-hmm. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. 
There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country, and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. Yeah, man. We still getting this paper. Just to check, uh, hit it in cash, hit it in dash, flashing and dancing, stacking and folding. And we're back, and you're listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on the Real 1100 AM. I am your boy, Silly Thoughts, and I'm sitting across from the lovely Joyride. Hello, everyone. I'm in the building. I'm happy, very happy to be here. Very happy to be and, here. And uh, really looking forward to uh, interviewing our guest. So um, just as a preamble, you know, because I know she's on the line, I want to tell everyone we are here today with uh, Dr. Nikita Collins-Patterson. Yes. Who is a Ph.D., and a longtime educator, and she is also the author of a new book out called Office Hours, The Pookie Chronicles. And um, I- I'll let her tell her own story, but I've been following her for years, and uh, she is hilarious. The stories are sometimes hilarious. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, I tried that when I was in college, too. <laughs> now I know I didn't work. So uh, we're very excited to have her on. So, uh, Dr. Patterson, are you there? Yes. I am. Can you hear me? Yes. We got you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And the crowd goes wild. And you hear that? <laughs> and we're not supposed to be in front of crowds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's our that's our sterile crowd. It's canned crowd. But um, I'm so happy to have you on the on the phone. And uh, we were just telling everybody about your new book, uh, Office Hours: The Pookie Chronicles. And I wanted to just give you a moment to tell everyone, like you know how to. Where does this come from? Like, how did you get to this? How did you get to this point of, you know, having these stories and, and writing this book? Okay, so how it began because I would have students come up to me after class with ridiculous requests, or their emails would just be just off the wall, <laughs> and so I would post it on Facebook, kind of to vent. And um, after a while, people began to look for my posts, mm-hmm. and they would come up to me at, I would be at sorority meetings. <laughs> so I would come up to me and say, what What are your pookies doing? How are the pookies? What's going on with bride pookie? You remember her? Oh my goodness, bride pookie. That's the one that got me hooked in. I, I need to know how bride pookie is doing. It was like <laughs> a whole saga, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. So after a while, more and more people were commenting on my post. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I knew, I kind of had a following. Yeah. And um, so... I started using my hashtag, all pookie, quite mm-hmm. frequently. And I even had people who would almost compete to come up with their own hashtags because they were just so crazy. I, I have been I have been in some of those competitions uh, in your comment <laughs> section before. Like, ooh, you tried it, pookie. <laughs> like, all kind of things. Right. It's, uh, you it's, tried it. I tried it, right? It, it's a lot of fun. And um, I, uh, I also know that, you know, you mentioned that you uh, get this clip from your uh, students and everything. I forgot to say, give us a little bit of your background. Tell us about, uh, you know, how you came to be in education. Oh, 
Right. Did you know, Joy, that I was a dual degree engineering major yes. at Spelman? Mm-hmm. So my degrees are actually in chemistry and chemical engineering. Same. I worked at I worked at NASA after I graduated from Georgia Tech, and I just realized that this was not for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have green babies. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I need to get out of the lab. And I realized that teaching math and math was my passion. So I went back to grad school and did um, I did my graduate education in mathematics education. Okay. So I really became I really became focused on how people learn math, how students understand math, and trying to help them understand it better, and then how to better help teachers teach math. Hmm. So are you doing the old math or the new math? Cause I don't, I don't understand the new math. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm old school. Are you do do you do it both ways? Are you which which way are you leaning? I do a little bit of both. I show them where it comes from and I show them where it is now. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I have to say, I think uh, the whole Common Core math gets a bad rep because. You know, being ignorant of what it really was, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Math is math. I don't know why they had to change it. And then I saw some of the problems. I was like, oh, wait, that's how I do math in my head. Mm. I'll be doggone. Okay, so maybe it's not so bad. So I can understand, you know, having a little bit of the, the previous and maybe some new uh, new approaches, you know. As a, as, a, yeah. as a diversity consultant, I love new approaches, so I'm all for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. You're right. It does have a, it does get a bad rap. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's important for us educators to get out there and change the narrative. Math is not your enemy. Right. This is actually not new math. A lot of what they show you in those videos is ancient. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Good to know. You know, so if we can go I back also to teach burning, history of math. You know, if, we, <laughs> if we can go back to burning sage and using uh, lavender <laughs> as remedies, we could go back to some ancient math, you know, still good. Yeah, you're supposed to. Uh, I saw something the other day. You're supposed to um, suck on some cloves to get rid of acidity in food. What? That's what I heard. Oh, uh, we, I'm about to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Right, right, okay, yeah. okay. So, so let's talk about these pookies. Uh, we understand, like, you work for NASA, so obviously you are credentialed. So when. When you started getting in, in the classroom and you started having these kind of revelations and i appreciate the fact that you just use kind of your social media posts to mm-hmm. vent and then it, it took off because people could always relate to those kind of things especially mm-hmm. college ed- educated people could i try some stuff i ain't gonna lie i mm-hmm. try <laughs> bro i can tell you some stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh remind me to tell you about the time me and uh dr goodwin tried to put one over on dr gilliard at spelman <laughs> it didn't go Uh-oh. far it Cornelia was not having it, was she? Not at all. She smiled at us not and at told all. us we failed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what it, I think that's what speaks to a lot of people when they read my post or in reading the book. They can actually see themselves mm-hmm. in the stories. A lot of people know they tried it themselves. <laughs> and then they also know, hey, I have a high schooler at home who better not try this when they get to college. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, just for the people out here who uh, unfortunately haven't had the chance to read the book yet, can you give us an example? Like, what is one of the stories, one of the shorter ones, not one of the juicy ones, but that uh, that you have in uh, the book, or maybe one of the first ones you remember? Well, one of my favorites is a student came up to me on Monday. We had a test, and she came up and she said, um, 
I had to go to the hospital. I broke my arm, and she shows me the cast on her left arm. She's like, can I reschedule the test? And I was like, oh, no, that's terrible. Um, sure. How are you going to manage the rest of your classes if you broke your arm? She was like, oh, no, I'm right-handed. Really? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> but you're right-handed. Girl, take this test and go sit down. <laughs> She'll tell her herself. Girl, go sit down. I ain't never heard anybody telling themselves why they're still making decisions <laughs> at the same time. I love it. Uh, are you the only person that thought that that was going to really play out? <laughs> right. She didn't think it's that like through. Sometimes I get offended. Like, how dumb do you think I am? Mm-hmm. But I think they really just don't. They don't realize that I do know a little bit more than they do. Mm-hmm. I have been there. Mm-hmm. I went to school with some of the best cheaters out there. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I don't, I, don't mm-hmm. I will not name names. Thank you. You know, uh. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I just had a whole lot of ailments. <laughs> and, and I had really like non-existent relatives pass away. Like it was just, so many grandmothers. So many. I had like 11 so grandmothers. Many grandmothers. So many. Yeah. So many. It's insane. You know, um, I also wanted to ask, you know, since, since you mentioned, you know, HBCUs and uh, Spelman College, um, a little bird in my own house told me that you used to be a founding member of uh, Mahogany in Motion for Morehouse College. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, so Mahogany was founded in 1990, and I was on the, I guess you can call it the inaugural line. Okay. We named it. We named it Mahogany in Motion. Love the name. Always have. Thanks. Thanks. Yes, we had guidance from uh, Ms. Piper Williams. She was a former JSET. Okay. And she came in and she just totally revamped the whole program. And it has grown to what it is now. And I'm still very connected to all the dancers mm-hmm. um, over the years, past and present. Uh, we have our own little network. And I love my girls. That's beautiful. You know, um, I used to uh, secretly want to be one so bad. <laughs> I, I did not have the body confidence <laughs> to audition. But, um, uh, I, you know, that's such a p- major part of black college life. You know, if you think about any movie that you see is on a black college campus, the dancers are going to make an appearance. The band, the band halftime is as important to black college experience as, you know, having to take the bus freshman year. Like, that's it's just what we do. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's right. built in. We're, so. we're liable not to even watch the game. I have like, been. you can just be doing whatever. And then halftime, that's when you come and sit down, watch the show. And then you leave. <laughs> I remember going to the Bayou Classic in um, in uh, Louisiana, in New Orleans, and walking around the stadium. We have driven seven, eight hours from Atlanta to walk around the stadium all day and then <laughs> sit and watch a 30-minute worth of halftime show and then get up and walk around again. And then get it. up and walk around some more. We did the same thing. I went to the Grambling game, too. Mm-hmm. So you yes, know, yes, yes. The funny, the funny thing is, like, as a uh, as a as a FAMU um, graduate, we didn't have the dance girls with the band. Mm. Um, so it wasn't until mm-hmm. I started going and visiting other schools that I would see the dancing girls come out and and in the middle of the band performance. We just we just didn't have it, and mm-hmm. you know, we had our own kind of arrogance about it. Right, <laughs> about right. we don't need dancing girls. Quite we don't a need few no dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we would say that, but I was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of like having some. <laughs> when I would go to Grambling and Jackson State and all these Tennessee State and all these schools, I'm like, 
what's wrong with having some dancing girls? Like, well, why don't we? I think we have them now. I think we have them now. Um, mm-hmm. I think they, okay, they got incorporated, uh, you know, fairly recently. But when I was there, man, no. And, and we, you know, you just kind of bought into the the propaganda that you get mm-hmm. at whatever school you went to mm-hmm. about whether you had it or how, why your band was the best. And Everybody all thought stuff. their views was the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, yeah. right. And, uh, you know, uh, we, and we won't even get into that whole discussion around which HBCU is the best. They're all the same spelling. Anyway, They're all great. You I know, know, right? You it's, go it's to good, HBCU, so, yeah. you're doing something special, <laughs> you know. I wanted to ask you, though, because um, we, we, we had another author on our show uh, a couple months ago. And he really enlightened us about the publishing, like some of the trouble he had had self-publishing. And so I wanted to ask you the mm-hmm. same question. Like, how was the process for you trying to get this book published and edited and everything? Oh, it definitely was not easy. I think that's what took me so long. I was trying to do it myself, and it really looked like trash. <laughs> I was going, um, I cannot put this out for anyone in the world to see in the current state. So I reached out to some friends of mine who had also published and some stores and I got a lot of feedback. And then uh, my one store, Tiffany Bowers, put me in touch with her graphic designer. And it took off from there Hmm. because she had the experience with typesetting the interior of the book. She had the experience with designing the front cover and the back cover. And so um, once it really started to look like an actual book, I was like, oh, wait, oh, I can actually do this, nice. you know, because I had the story. I had the words for it. I just didn't have the rest. Okay. And um, Spellman's sister, Kenyatta, um, she did the editing for me. My daughter, Kai, did the illustrations, and I just kind of kept it in-house, you know. But um, the main one was that graphic designer, Justine, she was able to, um, she, she does this for a living, so she's very familiar with how to navigate Amazon Kindle direct. And so she knew how, she even walked me through the steps. Okay, this is the file you need for this. Click on this. And when you get to this page, you'll see this and upload this file. I mean, she really walked me through it. I don't know that I would have been able to figure it out on my own. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. I love the uh, Black Girl Magic all through the store. We got generations and relations and new friends and uh just it's all it's everywhere it's beautiful i love this story so did you have an editor at all or do you just kind of went with what you wrote boy she just told you who edited I'm sorry. Her. yes i had a, a former mahogany former mahogany my <laughs> sister um kenyatta greer she helped mm-hmm. with the editing See? and um my sora sherilyn gave me the she was my project manager she did my timeline and everything and she would check on me okay girl we're gonna get this going we're gonna get this going and she really helped me out you know that that push is underrated because there's so many people that start projects and if there's no one there to tell them you know hey you where's your timeline you all you need to get it get it going let's keep it going there's so many things that fall by the wayside so it's good to have that positive energy around you too to make sure you you know set this dream on fire Definitely. And then my Facebook friends, because periodically people would say, when are you going to write this book? And I would go, oh, my God, here they go. But (laughs) it did give me some more of a push. Like, you know what? I am going to do this. I am actually going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so... And well, I, I admire you about it. I kept talking. I was talking about it for a while, and I felt like it had been too long. And I said, well, you know, don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say anything else about the book until... I dropped my surprise announcement. I know, because I follow you. And we were trying to figure out what that announcement was. It was everything from 
uh, I, I got a new job to I'm pregnant. Like we just had all kind of bets going. Did not see it coming with the book, and it was some, it was a great surprise. I ran out and got my yeah. Copy you the all same gonna day. stop putting that baby mess on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're not gonna do. <laughs> so yes. Uh, I, uh, well, one other question I want to ask you is, is around the word pookie, like, you know, we hear it in reference to was it New Jack City sometimes mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, pull a little tink tink and things like that. So how did you how did you decide to come up with pookie as the base for all the other hashtags? Well, honestly, my mother calls people like she calls young kids pookies, her pookie poos. She calls her kids at church her pookies. And she's a mentor for a high school program in Cleveland. And she would call those kids her pookies. And I just kind of picked it up from her. So if one of my students had some kind of wild request, I would say, oh, Pookie, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Can I get an extension, Dr. Patterson? Oh, Pookie, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I can see you saying it, too, with a straight face. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How how are those reviews? In the class reviews, you start crossing your fingers. I'm like, I know I'm about to get a bad one on that one. Right, right. None of Actually, know. no. There's some, I don't get very many bad reviews because oh, the students, up. honestly, kind of, they want tough love. You'd be surprised. They really want um, someone who cares. Right. And they know that I care. I just don't take any trash. Right. I don't accept BS. I don't accept um, laziness. And so once they get used to I have a high standard. They rise to it, and mm-hmm. we have a good time. That's what's up. You know, there's you, you make a very good point. You know, there's a difference between uh, uh, discipline and cruelty. You know, so you can have teachers that are just jerks because they want to be jerks, and then you have teachers that hold you, like you said, to a higher standard because they want to see you do your best. You know, so I think uh, you, you make a very good point there. So, um, Thank you. one other question I got for you: um, what What is next? Like, where do you want to go from here? With the success of your book, I would love to see a Pookie Chronicles TV show. Ooh. <laughs> you or know, you know, we movie. got uh, <laughs> you said a movie. About from the professor standpoint, because we've seen several shows that mm-hmm. focus on the students, but I would love to see one that focuses on faculty mm-hmm. and our interactions with the students. You know, so I would love something like that. I'm I'm already writing your first season in my head right now. Like you got <laughs> a different story every week, and but Brad Pookie, like that's the that's the meta story that goes through the whole first season is how do things go with Brad Pookie. And guys, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about when I say Brad Pookie, you need to buy the book. It's on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so tell yes. everybody how I to find actually, you. Yeah. Say it. Sorry. So tell everybody like how to find you, how to buy the book, where they need to go. Okay, you can look it up on Amazon under Nikita Patterson. Um, the name of the book is Office Hours, The Pookie Chronicles. It's available on um, ebook and it's also available by paperback. Okay. I have a page on Facebook that's also called Office Hours. And um, I post all the time. So you'll find me on mainly on Facebook. Okay, so um, everybody go out and follow Office Hours, uh, the Pookie Chronicles on Facebook. Look yep. for uh, do- at Dr. N- Dr. Kita, K-I-T-A, yes. on Instagram. And also her book is available under her name, Dr. Nikita Patterson, uh, Office Hours, the Pookie Chronicles on Amazon Kindle. Yeah. I'm, I am Thank so... You. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here like, wow, you know, 
you'd probably be better as a scripted. Because at first I was thinking about maybe doing a reality TV type yeah. scenario with with the Pookie Chronicles. Yeah, we're writing your, your series for but right I, now. But I think I was like, oh, that would be a, that would embarrass some students. So well, yeah, I think the maybe, real Pookies of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I just need someone out there listening to make this happen. But I think a scripted, kind of a scripted mm -hmm. reality situation would be better, you know, because mm -hmm. you could hire some actors and they yeah. could they could act Recurring out some roles, of the, yeah. the stories. I, uh, you know, but it, it, it could also be like, uh, what's the show, Sex Sent Me to the ER? Yes. You could have real stories. You could invite like yes. different teachers in to talk about the pookie stories they have. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. created by, you get like a Kenya Bear is like created by Dr. Nikita Patterson. Yes. Right. There you exactly. go. All right. Totally so you, we just talked through your show right there. We got right. it. Tyler Perry, if you listen, we got a new show we want to pitch to you. Ofri. Ofri. <laughs> Come holler at us. We got you. We're going to put it on own. <laughs> and I'm also looking at writing book number two. It might be called Other People's Pookie. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, look at see, what the what? creative process is. Kicking well, we can go on and on. You can pick you're down with OPP. <laughs> oh my goodness, girl, go get naughty by nature out of, and take them on a boat uh, tour. With them. We are. That might be a little copyright infringement, but we'll work. We'll work through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you to Darvin Patterson. Hmm. I love the fact that he has put uh, he's put a link to your book on Amazon in the chat. So everybody that's right now in Thoughts and Moments chat, you should see a link. You can go get that book right now. Yes. Support um, black artists, creators, scientists, authors. You can do all that in one spot by buying the Office Hours, the Pookie Chronicles on Amazon. Hey, well, Darvin. Thank you, Darvin. Thank you, baby. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is I, I was reading a, um, an article right before the show and it said that on Yelp, uh, searches for black businesses has gone up 7,000%. Since this time last year, and I think it's just kind of a sign of the times of where we are. That I think that we are supporting our own. We're looking for mm -hmm. our own, and especially authors as well mm -hmm. can benefit from this because that economy that we're that we've been talking about creating mm -hmm. within our community and letting our dollars circulate our community before they escape. This is one of those things. Mm -hmm. People are needing activities to to take part of, take part in. While we're on this kind of shutdown, partial shutdown, mm -hmm. reading has right. been an activity that has increased tremendously since everybody's kind of been home and kind of binge watched everything that they could get through. <laughs> They're like, OK, let me yes. turn off the TV, pick up a book. Why not pick up your book? Why not right. buy your book, support you as well as inter be you know, entertained as well? It's mm -hmm. not just buying a book that's bad. They're buying a book that's good. <laughs> right. Right. Already yes. getting good reviews. You know, that's and accurate. I greatly appreciate all the love and support. I mean, I have been overwhelmed by the number of people who are posting the book when they receive it in the mail or people who um, call and tell me they got it and they want to get it signed. I'm just I'm very touched and I want to thank everyone. This has been amazing. You, you are more, one of the most shared post that we yeah. had. We want to thank you we for thank boosting you. our numbers. Because we got, I got people I've never heard of uh, liking my Thoughts and Moments radio page just to just to see you today. Just to see you. Uh, I had people that I went to that were my freshman class, you know, brothers and sisters like, oh, that's a great book. And I got, right. you know, somebody in, the, in my chat room right now said congrats to my BFF, Nikita. So, like, you, you are a celebrity, you know, in your, in in this space. And so yeah. we, we just thank you for, for coming on with us and, and spending some time and talking about your book. Yeah, I just saw the other day, Alice, um, I think it was Fred, my high school classmate, Fred Burgess. Yes. Was like, what's up to Ellis? So, <laughs> yeah. 
Small world. <laughs> well, you know, hey, we small all. Small world. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very small world because you were at uh, Spelman at the same time. My cousin was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a, a science major as well, but she went on to dental school. Okay. Um, so, you know, and my sister went to Spelman. She was there, got there mm-hmm. in 88. So, you know, I've got a lot of, we've probably got some connections. If we talk offline, we probably got a whole lot of connections. There's a very wide, <laughs> very wide bridge between Spelman, Morehouse, yes. and FAMU, you know? Yes. Definitely. Yes. definitely. Well, all HBCUs, and I think that mm-hmm. ultimately, and I guess that's a question for you, because where, you, where do you teach, Nikita? Nikita? I teach math. Uh, where? At Georgia State University. Georgia State, okay. So there's kind of been this resurgence especially you know in today's climate with uh, the the leadership that we have in the country of uh, this kind of push of going back to hbcus we saw even in the sporting realms one of the top uh, basketball, basketball recruits mm-hmm. chose to go to howard to spend his time at howard versus he could have gone to any other top bat you know power five yeah. basketball programs he could have wanted to go to he chose to go to howard do you see this as a trend that's going to persist even beyond even if biden wins or or whatever happens in november do you see this push being going beyond that and and how do you think that's going to affect uh, higher education uh, you know across the country i would love to see it continue um both of my kids go to howard and i'm i love having that hbcu life in the home and i encourage it all the time and i would love to see the top players in the country go to HBCUs because they will bring money. They'll bring um, the NFL team to the campuses to watch them play and and the reputation for the schools will grow and I just would love to see that happen. You know, keep it in house if we can. You know, uh, you make a very good point about that, about how having a uh, nationally recognized uh, sports team can bring a lot of revenue to a school and that's not just alumni, that's visitors, that's how big the games are you know, which adds commerce to the area, et cetera. And it reminds me of, um, you know, the disparity between the suburbs and, you know, inner city when it comes to, like, real estate, how low low state, low state uh, income uh, property taxes can lead to less money for the school, which means, uh, you know, less education, no computers, no new books, et cetera, which hurts the education of those kids. Meanwhile, in the suburbs, you got high property value, high property taxes, and so on and so forth. You can say the same thing of like a Big Ten school, mm-hmm. and or, or you know mm-hmm. a, a very well funded you know private school, state school, and an HBCU where we struggle for accreditation in some places. You know there are, there are some schools that are doing well financially, but there are a lot that are on the verge of closing because the the athletes that could normally go there are being romanced away with mm-hmm. you know. Excessive uh, gifts and stuff, you know, under the table. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not just the athletes, though. The scholars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my my kids had offers from other places, but we really strongly encourage HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's definitely. And if you look at the endowments of the HBCUs, we're in the millions. But for places like Harvard, their endowment is in the billions. Right. You know. So when you're attracting new students to come to your school, it's difficult to compete with those. Right. So we have to go on reputation, especially at Spelman. We don't have athletic money right. to offer students. No, the Jag- have- don't nobody even know we call the Jaguars, you know. <laughs> Y'all call it Jaguars? <laughs> yes. We have a- <laughs> Y'all get Dawson started with the Jaguar I'm pose. teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> Calm down. I'm about to get beat up. <laughs> no, it, you know, I, I think it's, you know, because I went to – I went to both. I did both. I did uh, undergrad at HBCUs. I did my psych degree at a PWI, and I did 
my uh, master's here at, at Georgia State. And so I think there's there's benefits to both. Um, and I think having that, but the statistically speaking, the students that go to undergrad, black students that go to undergrad at HBCUs tend, typically do better mm-hmm. in their professional careers. Um, and, and, you know, there should be more studies as to why that is. We understand the results. There's mm-hmm. more doctors, lawyers, you know, judges, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, corporate executives. But we need to understand why. I think there needs to be some studies as to why that is. I can tell you why. It's almost I like we know. Yeah. <laughs> right? We know. You get I'll speak to, it to you our get radio to audience nurtured. right now. You get to grow <laughs> those four years in a racist-free, <laughs> a racism-free environment. Mm-hmm. And you get to learn about yourself and mature and learn about history and things like that. And then you're prepared to go out into the world and face whatever. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's yeah, how it works I, I for me. I would say it's like, it's like <laughs> the whole community is homeschooled at right. HBCU, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah and, and I try and to was... give my students that vibe, you know, of more of a, you know, a caring professor. Mm-hmm. Not just go do this work and get out my face. I do actually try to... Um, nurture them i want them to be better people mm-hmm. you know learn how to be a better adult or learn how yes. to become an adult yes ma'am so. mm-hmm. well you know it's it's funny because like when i would when i would go back to homecoming and see my old business professors and it's been years since, <laughs> since i was there and they still remember your face mm-hmm. and they still remember who you mm-hmm. are and they still you know are concerned about your life and your well-being it wasn't just you got what you needed to get on it was I care about you as a total person, and mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. That that cocoon of being on, you know, in that hot Tallahassee, Florida, <laughs> for those years, that cocoon of just kind of being it. It was, you know, school was competitive. You know, mm-hmm. you still wanted to do well, but it wasn't cutthroat competitive. Yeah. It was we wanted well, everybody to succeed. We wanted everybody to get out there and do their thing, and we celebrate each other's success. Even now, to this day, we still support each other, and, and we just branch it out. Once you finish your HBCU, you got love, but I got love for all of them. Yeah. You know, if you went to HBCU, yeah. there's a different, and there's a shared kind of experience that you have um, across the across the board in, in that space. Right, right. So, Dr. Patterson, we yeah. need to have, you know, you, you need to be here on a regular, like just <laughs> oh, come on, okay. talk about, your, you know, we Same can have word. this, uh, especially during the, during the year where you, uh, you can just kind of give us a, a pookie moment. Uh, we can have it live here on the air. Uh, you can kind of <laughs> talk about what's going on with the pookies in, in, in the country or, or especially here in, in Atlanta and what's really, really happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Sure. Just let me know. The pookies never stop. They never stop. They never stop. We have a pop-up pookie Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny that I I tell my daughter this all the time, and I said, you know, I said, the area of the brain, the frontal lobe, is where reason and judgment is developed, and that doesn't develop until, like, you're, you know, you're, early 20s and so when they go off to college they still have low reasoning and judgment (laughs) (laughs) and so that's how you're getting these pookies because you've got these you know 18 19 20 year old people that still haven't fully developed that frontal lobe so they think some of those things like (laughs) i'm right-handed but my left hand is broke so i can't take my test kind of situation they think that make that makes sense in their mind Mm -hmm. and and you're looking at like you're like baby I know you didn't come in to meet with this. Like. Right. No, baby, go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before before we uh, we we're gonna we're gonna you know what if you could k- stick around for just a minute, we're gonna take another break, and can we come back with you? 
Sure. Okay. I'm here. All right. Well, you're listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on a real 1100 AM. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Georgia High School Association and the Georgia Athletic Directors Association. Hey folks, Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right, you can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually... You can count me in on this one. So download the Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with The Real. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Good pull there, uh, Greg. And you are listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on The Real 1100 AM. I am your boy, Silly Thoughts, and I'm sitting across from the lovely... The lovely and voluptuous Joyride. <laughs> I'm adding that today. I'm feeling good about myself. You know, um, and we are here today with uh, Dr. Nikita Patterson. Yep, yep. Who is uh, uh, the author of a new book, Office Hours, The Pookie Chronicles, which is a hilarious recounting of her... Some of her experiences and some of the characters that she's met over the years um, as a math teacher. I, I do want to learn about Pride, Bride Pookie, but I, I understand. I want to read the book. Too. You got to read the book. I got to read. Two ninety nine. It's less than. You it's, have to read the book. And there, <laughs> there's there's less more, than a happy meal. That story that I couldn't even put in the book. Y'all, y'all got, y'all got. Oh, okay. I, I got to order the book. I, I promise you. Book. I promise you, Keita. I'm not going to tell him no matter how many times you ask. You'll read that book. I've ordered the book. I've ordered the book. I can get it from Amazon. <laughs> uh, we already got the link in, in the Thoughts and Moments chat. So I'm going to click the link. I'm going to mm-hmm. order the book. And, I, and I'm re- I really wish it was on Audible. You know how I feel. I, I like Do you need somebody to put it on Audible? <laughs> I will read it. <laughs> explore that. We can explore it. We, we can definitely. I love that. That's tell what me tell what... You. I'm going to tell you. She can tell Pookie's that. You know, we can explore it. That means no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look into it. That's the that's the translation. That's the translation. Teach. Okay. All right. We're gonna look into that. Thank you. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk though, away then, feeling good. Um, right. right. <laughs> so it's so funny though that now that I use Pookie in my post, I have people come up to me and call me Pookie. Like today, down at the protest at the Capitol, uh, what was it? My uh, store Shamika yelled at me across the street. Pookie! <laughs> so I started calling them protest Pookie. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, for uh, for those who are wondering, uh, Dr. Patterson uh, and myself, we're both members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. 
And um, today, <laughs> today we had a protest. And for those of you who are in the Atlanta area, our mayor has been trying to make them. She's trying to mandate masks in public areas for our own safety. You know, she's gone through uh, about with coronavirus herself. And so in the interest of us keeping safe, she's like, you know, everybody wear a mask. The governor, however, is suing her because of the mandate, saying that her requests are too stringent and they cannot supersede his mandate of opening public places, etc. Um, but then he comes on stage and says everybody needs to wear a mask. So and she's only one that is being sued. Meanwhile, there are five or six other um, mayors that are doing the same Savannah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Athens. Action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everywhere that people live in Georgia, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, you were down there at the protest today. I couldn't make it because I had a meeting. But uh, if you see us in the live right now, I got on my unbossed 1913 shirt on, <laughs> got my little red mask on. I was there in solidarity virtually. But tell me how the protest went today. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, so many of our sorors were out there in their nailia and their, they had their signs. Everyone, every single person had a mask. Um, the Omegas were out there. The AKAs were out there. I saw some alphas. I didn't see All everyone, right so I don't want to say it. I don't want to miss anyone, mm-hmm. but those are the people I saw. We were all around the building. It was amazing. That's lovely. It was hot, too. <laughs> it was hot. And, you know, that's one of the things, one of the reasons that I love this is it was a very short protest. It was, what, 10-13 to 11-13. Yep. Uh, you know how we roll. And um, <laughs> and then people went home. They dispersed. A peaceful protest held by, you know, uh, a group of like-minded folks who said, you know, we want to make sure that everybody understands we don't think what is happening to the mayor of Atlanta is correct. And we want to, you know, raise our voices. And people always say, you know, what can one person do? And the answer is one person, when you add that one 700 times, can circle a building. Right? right. Exactly. So. I, I think how do you, how would, have you gotten any kind of feedback from your colleagues, uh, from students with regards to what's going on? Or do y'all try to stay away from politics when you're when you're working or, or are you all just doing remote now? I guess, you know, yeah. are you all going to have students back on campus uh, in the fall? Is that the plan or is everything going to be remote? What's the status with regards to what's going on at Georgia State in, in your profession? Um, in terms of the students, um, reactions to everything that's going on i'm not i don't do any politics in class i stay away from it um i could work it in with math but i don't i don't want to cause any controversy um i need to keep my job for now Mm -hmm. but we are remote currently we went remote in the spring and all of the summer classes are online but the university system is planning to have students back on campus in the fall okay Okay. So to have be... the classes um, spaced out so that the students are socially distanced, they're all six feet apart, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing what they call a blended model, where half of the students come on one day and the other half come on another day, mm-hmm. and that's the and that's the way that it would run the entire semester. I think I heard... so everyone will be encouraged to wear a mask, but it can't be enforced. I think I heard uh, potentially UGA is doing the same thing, like having kids mm-hmm. there, students there on different days um, to mitigate how many folks are actually in a room 
I don't know how the cleaning is going to be like you know those stadium style right. uh, rooms or whatever, but you know it's better than it's better than not doing anything. I think they're I think they're trying to uh, limit as much as those stadium style courses yeah. as possible. Those that'll be the ones that'll be online because mm. they're typically kind of your English. Right, you, you know, you're sleeping through it anyway. <laughs> you know, your bigger yeah. courses, and I think you're, you're more of a major. Of in the room at the time. You do, you do, and so, so I've gotten um, an update on the announcement that we made, and so it is. It seems like it is being verified that he um, Forbes USA Today Jacksonville dot com that the president was just on, and he's saying he is. Um, they're canceling their Republican National Convention that's going that was supposed mm-hmm. to be held in Jacksonville, Florida. So. Mm. Um, which is my hometown, so I, I've kind of had a keen interest mm-hmm. in that, and I'm just curious. Well, I, I'm not curious. I don't. I know why they're canceling. I'm mm-hmm. just curious as to how he plans to continue to have his. Right. You know, I guess he'll just be doing daily press press briefings yeah. to in order to uh, campaign, and maybe when they do the uh, mm-hmm. the debates. So we will have a you know a last week tonight type of vibe about that next Thursday. But <laughs> I hear our playoff music happening, so I want to give uh, Dr. Patterson one more chance. Tell everybody what's the best way they can find you so they can follow you, uh, you know, on this journey with the Office Hours. They can find me on my Facebook page. It's called Office Hours. Okay. And, and uh, the book is available on Amazon. Okay. And uh, for your, your Instagram is Dr. Kita? At Dr. Kita. Yes. Okay. D-R-K-I-T-A. D-R-K-I-T-A. It's a private page, so don't get upset when when uh, you right. <laughs> when you just see requested. Right. Don't be trying to DM her, you know, unless it's for about a speaking engagement or a book tour. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Keep it classy. Yes. <laughs> Keep it classy. Keep it classy. Well, Dr. Keita, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I I can't wait to read the book because there's so many of these stories I want to learn about mm-hmm. here about, and my co-host is not telling me nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> No. Nope, I want you to buy it and read it. I would definitely go. buy it. Oh, you got it. the pooky voice just now. No, I want you to buy it and read it. <laughs> Don't I'm be like, a radio I'm pookie. like, Doc, do I need the textbook for this class? She was like, nope, I need you to buy it and read it. Right. She just said, you're about to, you about to be radio pookie. <laughs> Oh, don't write. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Keita. It has been great, great to have you. It's mm-hmm. been a, a really fun show and, and continue. Congrats on all your success. And we are going to hopefully we can help right. continue your success going forward. Yes, we are looking forward to uh, part two. We're looking forward to the television series on OWN. Yes. And, uh, you know, if, if that if that does pick up, I want I want to I want a, a reoccurring cameo. Yes. Speak that to existence. Yes, Yes. ma'am. We could do interviews. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get out of here. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Thank you. It was so great. Peace.